Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. We've been doing a series of Sermon on the Mount for some time. This is our 22nd lesson, just from Sermon on the Mount, starting with Matthew 5. And once again, we're talking about prayer. It just seems like we, I can't get away from that subject lately. Um, I've done a lot in Sunday school on it. We preached several messages on Sunday morning over the last few weeks here and there. Um, talked about it last Wednesday, uh, and we're going to talk about it today. We're going to read a familiar passage. We actually read uh, the model prayer Sunday morning for our message on prevailing prayer. And I wasn't even putting it together in my mind that we were going to be reading it again tonight. I didn't even, didn't even think about it or consider that. That's just the way it has worked out. Uh, we're in Matthew 6. We're going to read verses 9 through 13. Um, what we want to focus on tonight, though, is the subject of, as we look at this, avoiding self-focused prayer. Avoiding self-focused prayer. Remember, Jesus is teaching us how to pray. And He says this in verse 9, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, help us tonight as we come into this portion of this study, and I pray, Lord, that you would teach us how to pray. I know it's been our prayer for some time, for many weeks lately, but Lord, I'm thankful that you have led in this direction. One, I know we need it, I know I need it, and two, it's no doubt because you desire it from us that we would learn how to pray, learn how to commune with you, Learn how to connect with you better. And so, Father, help us, I pray, tonight with the lesson this evening that you would help us, Lord, to not be self-serving or self-seeking in our prayers. And pray in Jesus' name, amen. Now, in our last lesson from here in the Sermon on the Mount, we've seen how that Jesus was correcting the way that the Pharisees were praying in public for the purpose to be seen. Jesus instructed them to pray in private, and our Father who is in heaven will reward them openly. That doesn't mean that all public prayer is bad. We took note of that. I'm not going to talk about that again for this purpose. Uh, but we have also took note of the larger context of this passage and how that we can serve the Lord as in a way to lay up treasures in heaven. Uh, Jesus speaks of rewards three times, starting with Matthew chapter 6. He talks about it in connection of giving. He talks about it in connection with prayer. And He talks about it in connection with fasting. Each of those times He mentions rewards. And then after talking about that in verse 19, not Ironically, I mean, he just very obviously says this, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth 
where moth and rust destroy and thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Listen, it's no accident that Jesus talked on three different occasions about rewards and then says, lay up tells us to lay up treasures in heaven. How do we lay up treasures in heaven? Well, he's teaching us some of those ways. One, by giving and not trying to be noticed, not trying to draw attention for the praises of men. And also in our prayer life, we can lay up treasures in heaven. Think about that. We, I don't know if we realize that we can do that. We can lay up treasures in heaven in our prayer life. Jesus said this earlier, that when we pray in secret, our Father which sees in secret shall reward us openly. He talks about rewards again before that in regards to prayer. Now, I think that there is an open reward in the fact that when we pray privately, it's wonderful when it's just us and God and we're praying in our closet and no one hears us and we're praying for somebody about something. They don't even know we're praying. We haven't even told them we're praying about something. And we see God working their heart or working their life. And very openly, they're like, man, you never believe what God did for me. And, and we're like, what did He do for you? And they tell you, and you're like, just between you and the Lord, thank you, Lord. Now, you shouldn't tell them, oh, yeah, I prayed for that. You just lost your reward, right? <laughs> just like you wouldn't brag about giving somebody something, you know. You don't brag about your prayers being successful. That's something that we see a lot of, I think, today in a lot of name it and claim it. You know, you don't, we don't brag about our giving, do we? Mm-mm. We shouldn't be bragging about our praying either. But we, there, there's, there's a spirit out there where people are, in essence, bragging about their praying, about what they've accomplished through their prayers. Folks, Jesus didn't teach us to pray like that. So anyhow, but there are rewards, though. But that, those rewards are found in selfless praying. And so it's no wonder, if you look, if you look at all this, when, when, and what Jesus is teaching, we, we've seen from our passage that we've read that one of those ways that we can lay up treasures in heaven is to avoid self-focused prayer. We're going to see that in a little bit. Now, when you look at the heart and life of the Pharisee, which Jesus has been teaching so much against, in chapter 5, he taught so much against what they were teaching. Chapter 6, he's teaching so much against what they were practicing. But it's obvious from the Pharisee in the Scriptures that their core issue was that they were very much in love with self, very much focused on self. They wanted what? The praise of men. Why? For self. They wanted themselves to be seen. Not for God's glory to be seen. They were all about themselves, the praises of men. Now, so it is then no wonder that Jesus in His instruction on prayer and activity that the Pharisees had abused and made about themselves, He gives us some instruction in prayer that when closely looked at, is very much not self-centered and not self-focused. Now, it's not that the Lord forbids any requests that are strictly for us personally, but Jesus gives us some instruction to make sure that our prayers are not just about us. First of all, to see this, first notice this, that Jesus teaches us to pray in a way that prayer is to be about God. Prayer is to be about God. When you look down through this model prayer, notice this. It is about what? His name. His kingdom. His will. 
on down right towards the end, His glory and His power. Prayer is not about us even when we're praying for ourselves. <laughs> the Pharisee used, used prayer to advance their kingdom, to bring themselves glory, and to advance their own name. Now, listen, we may not practice the public prayer life of a Pharisee. We don't have that in our culture where we, uh, there's a bell that goes off or, or something goes off and we stop what we're doing three times a day and we pray, which the Muslims now have adopted. Uh, but, but anyhow, uh, as that was a practice back then for the Jews. Uh, so we may not publicly uh, do things for the purpose to be seen of men and to receive their praise. We may not put on such displays of, of self-righteousness as they did, we may not do that. So well, I don't do that. I'm not worried about that. However, we could still practice a selfish way of praying even in private. Right? So we may not do it publicly for the praises of men, and that's good, but we could still pray very selfishly in private. Our private prayers that no one else can hear, no one else can see us doing it, can still be full of self. So before we disdain the self-righteous Pharisee and despise their self-glory, self-seeking ways, we really need to search our own hearts and question what our motives are and what we pray for. And it would do us well to first of all notice that the singular is never used by Jesus here when He's teaching us how to pray. He never uses the word I in His prayer or me. Now if we would record our prayers, I, I do wonder how much we would hear the word me and I. It's something to reflect upon. Now, first of all, don't take this to mean that I'm standing up here saying that personal pronouns and saying I in your prayers is wrong. I'm not saying that at all. David often prayed like that for himself, didn't he? So uh, he, he prayed, Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. Uh, he prayed, For the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I mean, that's all in uh, two verses or one verse. And so definitely he prayed for himself, and we should. But listen, even when we pray for ourselves, Personally, God must be at the center of why we're praying for ourselves. We need to pray to God for ourselves, and we need to pray to God for ourselves, and God desires an intimate and personal relationship where we give Him our very own personal cares and requests. He cares about us individually. I'm just stating all that to let you know I believe that, and the Bible teaches that. But the point is this, even when praying for ourselves, the motive behind our requests for us ourselves personally must have God and His name in view. It must have God's kingdom in view. Our prayers for ourselves, God's will in view, God's glory in view at the heart of our prayers when we're praying for ourselves. 
And so, yes, God desires us to pray for ourselves. We must pray for ourselves. Without Him, we can do nothing. But in our prayers for ourselves, God must be the centerpiece of our praying. The motive, the heart, the purpose behind the request is for His name and for His glory. And that which we ask for ourselves, if it's not for His name and for His glory, if our heart is right with God, we shouldn't want it. We shouldn't desire it. Our prayer must be about Him. I really like what A.W. Pink said. He said, The prevailing idea seems to be that I come to God and ask Him for something that I want and that I expect Him to give me that which I have asked. But this is a most dishonoring and degrading conception. The popular belief reduces God to a servant, our servant, doing our bidding, performing our pleasure, granting our desires. No, prayer is a coming to God, telling Him my need, committing my way unto the Lord, and leaving Him to deal with it as seemeth Him best. End quote. Now as we pray for God to even provide our personal necessities, let us pray it so that God would be the one glorified as the great provider. I mean, you can boast in your prayers. You've prayed privately for God to provide something for you, but then you boast because God answers in a way, yeah, I prayed for that. We've got to be careful about that. We should boast in the Lord only, the great Jehovah, Jireh. As we seek God's forgiveness, it's not just so we can experience the joy of forgiveness and be restored to the fellowship of God, but that so that He as well may be exalted as the one who's ready to forgive and that He may get glory. Our prayer is not to be self-centered. Prayer is not about us trying to get our will done. It's about praying that God's will be done. We're not trying to change God's mind. We need to be praying that God change our mind to adopt unto His will. Also like this quote by William Barclay, he said, We are trying not so much to make God listen to us as to make ourselves listen to Him. We're trying not to persuade God to do what we want, but to find out what He wants us to do. It so often happens that in prayer we are really saying, Thy will be changed, when we ought to be saying, Thy will be done. The first object of prayer is not so much to speak to God as to listen to Him. I like that. So in our prayers, even for ourselves, and think about what you pray for yourselves. And it's not that maybe what you're praying for yourself is a bad thing. You might be praying great biblical things for yourself, but even those need to be motivated for the right reason, for the glory of God, for the honor of His name, for the advance of His kingdom, that He would be seen, that He would be known. To, to pray in private and nobody else know and God to answer in a big way to where He is glorified and He is seen and we're still in the shadows. Now the second way we see Jesus is teaching us to not be self-focused in our prayers is by how He teaches us. Now I've taught on this before, but it's necessary to, to see what we're trying to emphasize tonight. But how He teaches us to pray in the plural. He teaches us to pray in the plural. Like I said, I know I've brought this out many times in the past, but it's, it's worthy to take note of again tonight. First of all, consider this. Jesus... He just taught us to go into our closet. 
and to pray. Just us and God. Right? But then he teaches us to pray in the plural. Our Father. So nobody hears you. If you're praying the model prayer, if you're, you're echoing that sometimes and using that kind of an outline to springboard and, and to pray, or you, you might pray it sometimes verbally, those very words, um, our Father, I mean, who else is in the room? Just you and God. Our Father. Now, we can pray this privately, and we should, but as we pray in private, here's, here, here's what I think the Lord is teaching us. We can have rewards in prayer. When you're praying in private, no one else can hear for other people, for your other brothers and sisters in Christ. And you're praying for them, and God hears that, and God answers that. That's one, an open reward. You in your mind, you see that. You see what God's done. Only you and God know about that. That's a reward in itself. But I believe we're going to be very surprised when we get to heaven when we see how God works through our private prayers for other people and we see what He's done and He rewards that kind of praying that we did in private. Nobody could see us. Nobody could hear us. And when God answered, we didn't brag about it. And He says, my child, here's a reward for that. So what are all those rewards going to be? I don't know, but I think we'll like it. I think we won't be disappointed. We should pray not just in respect to ourselves when we talk to God. As we pray in private, we should remember that we are part of God's family. When it's just us and God, it's not just about us and Him. We should pray not just in respect to ourselves, but in respect to all of God's children that are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Praying our Father in heaven is a good reminder that we are not alone in God's kingdom. Praying our Father reminds us that God has other children and that we should pray for them too. Remembering to pray our Father should also remind us that whatever we pray for ourselves personally should also be advantageous for others. I mean, what I'm asking for for myself, does it only benefit me? Or does it benefit the family of God? Does it benefit other people? Or does it only benefit me? When you're, what, you look at what you're praying for in your life, are you the only one getting benefit if the answer is that? If God answers our request for ourselves, will this be a blessing to God's other children? Notice all the personal plurals here that Jesus used to teach us to pray. Our Father, give us our daily bread. Forgive us us our debts we we forgive our debtors do not lead us into temptation deliver us <laughs> and so we should pray for the needs of others just as we would pray for our own really and 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 maybe just praying in a plural that's just a good exercise i mean when you're praying lord help me Maybe we should pray, Lord, help us. <laughs> and God knows you're referring to the rest of His family too. We should not just pray that we personally would do the will of God, but that all of us would do the will of God. We should not just pray for ourselves, but we should pray for other people's physical needs. Lord, give this day our daily bread. Maybe just reciting that prayer 
from time to time can help us to think about to pray for the needs of the whole body of Christ. We should pray for the forgiveness of others with the same measure that we would pray for the forgiveness of ourselves. Forgive us our sins. Should we pray for other people to be forgiven? Yeah. We should. Praying in such a way would also lead our hearts to extend that forgiveness ourselves unto them. I mean, it's hard to pray for the Lord to forgive so-and-so and then you not to forgive so-and-so. It's hard to pray that God would forgive your brother when you haven't forgiven him yourself. And so praying for his forgiveness and then you not to forgive him, that's going to be really hard to do. So that kind, so, so what kind of things can, can we pray for about others? There's, there's a lot here. We pray, as we mentioned Sunday morning, that, that they would be a part of God's kingdom. Pray that others would do God's will. Pray that their daily needs would be met. Pray that others would confess their sins and find God's forgiveness. Pray that others would not be led into temptation. Pray that others would strive to live for the name of God, for the glory of God, for the kingdom of God, through the power of God. All of that is right here in what Jesus teaches. Praying like this is truly focused on the Lord for His glory and for the good of others. That's the kind of praying that God will reward. That's the kind of praying I think God answers. Not a self-centered, self-focused, me getting what I'm wanting so that I will look like some kind of prayer warrior for what I've prayed publicly and other people are going to see just how spiritual I am. There's a lot of showboating prayers on social media. There really is. This type of praying that we're talking about, though, will no doubt be greatly rewarded by the Lord. And imagine how wonderful it is, and hopefully you've experienced this, when you're praying for something for somebody specifically, you haven't even told anybody you're praying for it. Just you and God know. You're pouring your heart out. You're praying something very specifically for somebody. And then lo and behold, you turn right around and that very thing happens. You haven't talked about it to anybody. And God does it. You don't go then and say, yeah, tell her that yeah, I was praying for that. Just like you wouldn't brag on giving something to somebody. You know? Same thing. You don't brag about your prayer life. But when we're, we, we need to learn more to do things in private. I listened to a good, really good message today uh, by Francis Chan, and it really fit in so much with, with what I was talking about last week and last few weeks here in Matthew 6. But he just talks so much about how we've got things opposite in our culture and our society. He, he said, and, and he talked a little bit about what I'm talking about tonight, and I already had this ready after, uh, before I even listened to that message. Uh, but he talked about how that we have so many things out there for people to see, you know. And some of those things were supposed to be private. He says, how much private things are going on? He says, people are posting, you know, their, their private devotion with God. Here's my Bible. Here's my, here's my blueberry muffin, you know, and me and Jesus. And let's take a picture and post it. You know, I mean, I don't think that's what we're supposed to be doing. He says, he says we're, we're making those things public that are supposed to be private. And those things that are supposed to be public, we're keeping private. He says, the Bible says to confess your faults one to another. Confess your faults. Now we know that, you know, those that are ungodly, they 
proudly post their sin, proudly post their sin, but I, I don't see too many Christians on their social media confessing their faults. I don't see too many Christians on social media saying, you know, please pray for me, I'm struggling with this and this and this. I, I see pretentious lives sometimes, or I see lives that look like they're one thing, and it just seems like we're, we're posting more like the Pharisee. We're just showing the good things. And we're really not talking about the bad. I think social media has, has really hurt our society and culture a lot. Anyhow, I got off the subject a little bit, but not too much. In order to lay up treasure in heaven for ourselves, we must not think of ourselves here on this earth. We must be motivated by God's name, God's kingdom, God's will, God's glory, and God's people. If we are to lay up in heaven forever that which cannot ever be lost, stolen, or decayed. You want to lay up treasures in heaven for yourself? It's ironic, isn't it? To lay up treasures in heaven for yourself, you've got to quit thinking about yourself so much while you're here on this earth. Interesting, isn't it? You quit thinking about yourself during this temporary... Think of how, what an awesome reward that is. Jesus says, while you're down here on this earth for this little bit of time, just a little bit of time, quit thinking about yourself. Think of me. Think about others. And for all eternity, all eternity, there's an eternal reward. Wow, what a deal. But this flesh gets so much a hold of us. Selfishness gets so much a hold of us. It's like we can't let go of it from day to day. To quit thinking of ourselves enough to think of God first and others. God help us to live selfless lives and may that show up even in our prayer life. Father, I pray that you'd use this message for us. Help us, Lord, to strive for your honor and for your glory in the privacy of our closets when we pray. Help us to strive and to labor in prayer for the glory of your name, for the honor of your kingdom, for the good of others. Father, help us to strive more for other people than even we do ourselves. Lord, help us, I pray, that, that our, our focus of our prayer wouldn't just be about us and our will and what we want done and the help we need, but that we would pray collectively in our prayers Lord, help us in our public prayer life and when we pray publicly, Lord, that, that we would pray for one another, that we pray together in a spirit of unison, Lord, that we're a spirit whereby it connects us. We're all part of your family here tonight as your children. We're all part of your kingdom. We all need forgiveness. We all have daily needs. You are our God. It's all about you, your name, your glory, your kingdom, your power. Help us to remember that. It's not about any one of us, but it's about you and your people that we're a part of. Help us live for a higher cause than ourselves. Lord, help us, I pray, to pray the right way. May you reward us. May we see those answered prayers here. And may we lay up treasures forever in heaven. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen.